Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in to Loon Talk. Jonathan Harrison here alongside Dan Terhar for this week's Loon Talk. Dan, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. I was just telling you, I got the lawn mowed. I cooked myself a steak and and one for Teresa, too. I didn't just cook one for me. Well, that's good. That's nice of you. So I'm still finishing off my glass of uh, Cabernet. So that that's uh, that's what I got going on. Oh, you're going you're going the adult style with the Cabernet. I've got <laughs> well, the, uh... with steak with steak. You get a, yeah. okay. It it works well then. See, yeah. I'm, I'm going. I'm sticking to the kid style and going chocolate milk. <laughs> chocolate milk. Well, you, Quick, we probably had chicken nuggets for supper, so it probably fits just right. <laughs> that was yesterday. Chicken nuggets was yesterday for dinner. <laughs> Uh, no, you know, this pairing, you know, your beverage pairing with your meal is very important. And, and I think we're both right on. I had a steak with some red wine and Hugh had hot dogs and chocolate milk. So, yeah, I think we're both it, very, very astute. It fits the, the age personality here, I guess. <laughs> uh, All right. So once again, you are listening to Loon Talk. You can find us anywhere you find your podcast. Please do give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. It really does help us get found and helps the word get out about us. We are we are Score North Minnesota United slash MLS podcast. We'll cover all things Loons and MLS, and we'll delve into the U.S. US men's national team. Later on in the show, we'll also talk maybe a little bit about the Euros final, the Copa America final. Then we'll get to write that down, which... Oh boy, Dan, write that down this week is <laughs> interesting. Mm-hmm. Big changes in write that down this week. A lot Good. of we needed lot of, changes. It was getting there's stale. a lot of things coming off the board. It was not a good week for anybody. Wait, wait, San Jose didn't get back in first place, did they? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're gonna be anywhere close to becoming we or going to we shouldn't place. have lost to them. At this point, that's looking more like a bunt than anything. <laughs> that was a safety, safe bunt, yes. That was a sacrifice flies, what that was. <laughs> uh, if you don't know, Dan and myself, we are the radio broadcast team for all Minnesota United games. You can hear us on Score North on AM 1500, the Score North mobile app, and live.scorenorth.com. Um, we, are, we like to consider ourselves the best-kept secret in MLS because we are also... Yep. Uh, this is also the most unofficially official Minnesota United podcast since we are technically employed by the team on game days and non-game days. We are not employed by the team, so we can say whatever we want here, and that might be needed which, today, Dan. Which might which might happen if we're going to talk about the San Jose match, <laughs> the Colorado match. Yeah, let's. I guess let's jump right Colorado, into it. Yeah, San Jose was bad enough. Colorado was worse. So <laughs> yeah, it was two two not good games follow, following up each other in yeah. Colorado Rapids two Minnesota United nil and uh, that nil is a big one because Minnesota left Colorado not with a lot of anything because they didn't show up at all. It seemed like to put it mildly, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, it was a bad outing, and, and you know when you came off the draw with San Jose, you kind of went oh you know. Okay, but they kept the they kept the unbeaten streak going. Yeah, yay, yay! <laughs> you know what I mean. But it was kind so of one more game. Yeah, it was kind of a half-hearted yay. Yeah, and now we know why. It's because they were lucky to get a tie against you know San Jose, and, and you're going to Colorado, and I know, I know, it's tough to win on the road in the MLS. We've heard it, but you know what? Right. It shouldn't be if you're a top team and a contender and a team that was in the Western Conference Finals a year ago, it shouldn't be tough to win in Colorado. Right. And the excitement was around the uh, front four. You had, you know, this shiny, it was like taking your shiny new car out for a ride and then, you know, <laughs> it breaks down down the road. 
Yeah. That's what happened. It was horrible. The right front tire kind were, of sputtered out on them. They were off right front, left front. <laughs> all of them, all four of them went. It was, yeah. it was, it was one of the, and you mentioned this at the end of the broadcast. It was one of the worst 90 minutes collectively that we've seen in a long time from this team. And that's disappointing because yeah, I know the back, the back four were all screwed up and it was a mess, but you know what? Let's just take that as it is. And you gave up two goals. You can't mm-hmm. score three against Colorado. Give me a break. Right. You know, with this lineup, two or three goals should not have been asking too much. And it was, it was a major disappointment. Yeah. You mentioned there, I said it on the broadcast. I personally feel that was the worst performance we've seen since the TCF Bank Stadium days. That was, it was a really bad performance from yeah. the word go. Uh, you mentioned the makeshift back line. You had Yuka Raitala lining up alongside Brent Coleman, and then DJ Taylor start, starting out at right back. Chase Gasper is the only one who stayed um, from a, basically the the remaining four. Uh, Tyler Miller and Net once again. Um, we got to see. I don't really think the back line. Like they didn't have a horrible performance because it was all dependent on the rest of the field essentially just not showing up that night. I don't think yeah. Yuka Raitala is a ninety-minute starter for this team going forward. I don't think you want to put him on the field ninety minutes in a row or ninety minutes several games in a row. Um, I think he's pretty much your depth piece. But if, as we mentioned last week, they really need more center back depth, and that showed last week starting your third and fourth string. Uh, center backs and it didn't really it didn't really work out for them um, you know yeah, yeah but you shouldn't need that I mean in this league right. it's so frustrating because you really feel like you shouldn't need that kind of depth at center back because it's a position where and let's face it they don't get hurt as often they mm-hmm. can go 90 minutes I mean it's a it's a position that as a rule you don't need as much depth but all of a right. sudden you know Michael Boxel gets injured called away to the Olympics and, you know, you, I guess I guess what it comes down to is we really had no depth there. And we didn't yeah. really realize it. I think we thought Yuka was going to be a stronger piece. Um, I think Brent mm-hmm. Coleman's serviceable. I like Brent, I think, but I don't think he can be the main, the feature attraction back right. there. You know, I think you need to have someone else with him, uh, like Brent's Michael there, Boxel. Brent's so, there if one of your top two go out. He shouldn't be part of he, a, a complete, completely new second or two-man back line. He's a two-man he's, center back pairing. Yeah, he's an outstanding number three center back. Yeah. And and I think he's actually a pretty good number two center back. If your number one is a Michael Boxel or an Ike Opara, you know, when he played. Um, and and so all of a sudden your guy that's your two or three, in this case our number three, is the number one. And a guy that's going to be the number two is um, – how do you describe it? He just – he's not – He's not playing up to his abilities is all right. I can think of with, with Yuka Ritala. It's just he's not playing up to what he what he's capable of because he's obviously a good defender um you know on the international level. So it's a little frustrating, but yeah, I guess you you do need another uh, another center back from somewhere. Right. Uh moving further up the field, we saw in a much changed lineup last Wednesday, last year's midfield pairing essentially, because this year that midfield pairing has been essentially Asani Dotson and Will Trapp. On Wednesday, we saw Ozzy Alonso start alongside Jan Gregor. Ozzy's pretty much at the age where you're not going to want him to go 90 minutes. We saw that Wednesday night. And then Jan Gregor just having another kind of eh to down game. And it's starting to lead me to the question of what's up with Jan this year. He hasn't really shown up well this year. You know, uh, if you compare him to someone like um, 
Robin Lude, uh, who started slow and continually got better. Mm-hmm. Jan is kind of the opposite of that. Jan exactly. came in and he thought, this guy's pretty good. This guy's, you know, remember he scored a couple of goals from outside the 18. Mm-hmm. And we thought, wow, this guy's, you know, and he's since that point, he's kind of slowly tapered off to the point now where you're just happy if he gets a ball on goal. I mean, that's like, <laughs> yeah. that's like, woo, you know? So I don't know what's going on with him. And uh, Ozzy is Ozzy. I, I, he's one of my favorite players of all time. Yeah. <laughs> he's, I love his fire. I love his energy. And, but yeah, he's done being a, a starter. I think this is the guy that's probably super valuable in the clubhouse mm-hmm. at practice on the bench. And if we can get him in 15, 20 minutes here and there where we need him and he can bring that passion and that energy, he's going to be a great part of this team for the rest of the year and they need him. But I don't know that he needs to start anymore. No, I don't think you want him as one of your one of your big starters going forward for the rest of the season. You I mean, want... you know, spot starts here and there, you know, yeah. midweek games where you need to give someone a break. But I'd like to see him probably come off at halftime if he does start. Absolutely. And and we've seen that Hassani Dotson and Will Trap are a solid enough midfield that yeah. they can that, that we that this team can rely on them. Mm-hmm. Jan Gregish, as you mentioned, he came in and he was one of the best midfielders in the league. Um he just controlled the midfield alongside Ozzy Alonso and just this season, anytime he's been put in, it just seems like he's lost that ability to control it like he has in years past. I don't know what's going on with him. I hope he can fu- regain yeah. his form because if he does, he's a real asset to this team. Um then you mentioned it. You already mentioned it. We finally got to see that dream starting attack we've all been looking for, and it just sputtered out. There was nothing dream. from him. Turned out and, to be a nightmare. Yeah, exactly. Robin Lloyd came <laughs> it's back. Bad, and, it's a bad dream. Yeah, Robin Lloyd <laughs> came back. It wasn't the attack wasn't his. The lack of attack wasn't his fault. But he was pretty silent. He was pretty kept quiet on Wednesday night. Uh, he didn't get much from Adrian Anu. Franco Fragapani found his way around the field. Manuel Reynoso found his way around the field, but he just didn't get a whole lot from anybody. No, and, and what the expectation was that with all four of those pieces in place, they're going to have to choose who they're going to focus on. Yeah. And we kind of assume that they're going to look to the middle and worry about Reynoso because he's had a history in his short time in the league of being a playmaker, making things happen. We want to run the offense up the middle through him if we can, especially with Metonair out yeah. taking away our, part of our outside game, a big part of our all of our outside game. Um, and so you would expect that that was going to open up space for guys like Gnu, guys like Robin Lud. And the only one that I really thought benefited was, was Fragapane. It seemed like he had some space. He had some time on the ball more than the other two. So that's why it was disappointing is that it didn't look any different than it does with, you know, somebody else in that spot right. and, and it shouldn't have, but now, now in defense of Robin Lloyd, he's coming off of, you know, international play. It's a mm-hmm. lot of travel, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. We all hear it, but <laughs> there is something to it. No, I mean, yeah. there is something to it. It's not easy to do that much traveling. So, um, you know, we'll see if that's the case, then we should see much more out of Robin in the coming matches. Yeah. And they'll definitely need him coming up on Sunday. We'll get to that match on Sunday in a little bit. Um, not a whole lot of talking points out of this one, other than the 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 big one that got a Minnesota United player, you know, a Minnesota United player sent off. Uh, Ramon Avila late in the match gets a red card at the time, 
when it originally happened, we both looked at each other. We were wondering what the heck happened. And then you see the close-up footage, the zoomed-in footage, and you can see him obviously take a punch at, I believe, Diego Rubio. Absolutely mm-hmm. no place for that in the game. It was a deserved red card. What should the Loons do with Ramon Avila? Because it, like, I don't, I haven't seen enough on the field to to warrant him playing much more. And if you're gonna, if his role is gonna be the guy who comes on late in matches when you're already up and basically hold on to a lead and just basically be a target man up there to 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 bring down the ball and hold up the defense. That's great, but you need to have leads, and this team isn't playing with a whole lot of leads this season. <laughs> no. And if they're not, if they're going to have to fight every single minute of every game, there's not going to be much of a role for him. And with the cap space league, you're going to need that cap space that he's taking up. What I don't know what the loons do with with a guy like Ramon Avila. Yeah, you know, bef- before the incident, we talked about how you know what. Yeah, he looks like he's out of shape, and he you know, he, but yeah, if he can come on late in the match, and have some skill up front, play play hold-up soccer, which is going to be a change-up from what mm-hmm. Adrian does, that might be okay, you know, and you're going okay. But then we also talked about, I think last week on this on this podcast, that that's a lot of money for a guy that – that's yeah. a big commitment for a guy that's just going to play 15 minutes a night. Right. So now you got a guy that throws a punch for no reason. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you're already down me, 2-0, and you need goals right. and – he just I mean, does that and makes it all the worse. I understand he was frustrated. I understand all that, but here's the deal: you you <laughs> you can be frustrated, you can be mad, you can be angry. First of all, you just came off the bench, so you have right. you're not invested into this match like some of the other guys were, and so you should be able to come in with a little more um, a little more patience and a, be a little more calm than the guys that are that have been invested right. in it. Um, to throw a punch, other than hockey, where <laughs> you'll get five minutes for fighting, it's unacceptable in in sports. Well, there's yeah. you know boxing, but you know that's, <laughs> that's obvious. So for him to throw a punch, to me, you know what that felt like? That felt like a punch right to the uh, right to Adrian uh, Heath and his staff. Yeah, it's so. To me, what he did was disrespectful to his teammates and to the coaching staff because unless he, someone purposely, you know, uh, stepped on, you know, stomped on his foot or did something, but we didn't see anything that deserved being punched. Um, So I think it probably reflects a lot of frustration on the part of Ramon. Don't you think? Don't you think, Jonathan? He thought he was going to come in here. He was going to be a star. I don't know how when physically he looks out of shape, but don't you think he thought thought he was going to come in here? He was going to start. He's going to play 60, 65 minutes every night. Well, you well, yeah, because he came from yeah. Boca Juniors, came from scoring a sure. ton of goals for the best team in Argentina, one of the best teams, if not the best team in South America. Mm-hmm. Figures I'm going to go up to America. I'm going to score. I'm going to bag a bunch of goals, and it's going to be easy I, for me. It's really yeah. not. And that perception that MLS is an easy league, I don't know why it's still out there. You saw it a couple weeks ago with the comments from Gonzalo Higuain, who basically (laughs) said, yeah, I'm just going to go smoke a cigarette on the field and have some fun. Like, it's a tougher league than people think. And I I don't think he knew that this league was going to be a tough league, despite having one of his former teammates on the club already, knowing that this league is a tough league. Yeah. Yeah, I think that there was a time when, you know, he was right, you know. Yeah. 
players came over here when they were 40 something and they scored goals, yeah. you know, that was a long time ago. So yeah, this might, I, I, I got to agree with you. I think he thought this was going to be easy. I, I, I think if he knew what he was in for, he might have slimmed down a little bit. I don't know, but <laughs> I mean, I would if someone told me, "Hey, hey, Terhar, you got two weeks before you got to go out and play soccer." I think I'd probably try and you know, right, do what Getting I could a little in bit two of shape. weeks. So, so the the original question was, what do you do with him? I don't know what you do with him because it's not like he's a wanted commodity right now, right? And now after he punched somebody and got a red card. Anybody that might have thought, hey, we could use a guy like that is going, eh, right. nah, yeah, never mind. not so interested. So I don't know that there's anything but let the season ride out and then uh, then he's gone. So, well, yeah. And then Boy, have, we, have we seen that a time or two? <laughs> then a you check out come in, ride out the season, and he's gone? <laughs> and then you oh, check out his man. Instagram account, and he's just traveling the U.S. like it's like it's party season. Like, come on. He dude. still like, is? Yeah, he took a picture down in Miami this weekend with Carlos Tevez, one of his former teammates from oh. Boca Juniors. It's like, okay, you were in Miami this weekend. You were in New York a couple weekends ago. Like, okay. so, he's, so he's not fully invested. He just wanted to come to America and experience America. Yeah. And so, you know what? He should That's go what do it that. seems like. Then he should go do that on the bench for Miami or, or Orlando or somebody. Adam. Well, Inter-Miami would take him because they take everybody and don't care about the salary <laughs> cap consequences. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that there's anything you can do with him. I'm guessing that he'll ride out the season and then be gone. But, yeah. you know, I guess if someone would make any kind of an offer or if I guess you could just – I guess he's on loan, right? So you yeah. could just you could send just him cancel. back if you want yeah, to. Yeah, you, you could just send him back and be done. So yeah, just, I wouldn't be shocked if that happens. So. Yeah. So overall, not a good night for Minnesota United. It was a horrible night. Yeah, horrible night. They suck. Loons fall for <laughs> Dan said it. Loons they fall did. further behind Colorado in it. the standings. Yeah, they were they were down two points going into the night. Yeah. Now they're down five points in the standings. Of Colorado because of LAFC win because of wins by LAFC and RSL on Wednesday night. Minnesota United dropped down to seventh place in the Western Conference. Not a good night for Minnesota. And that leads me to my big question, Dan. Our big question Uh-oh. of the, the episode. Big question, 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 question. There you go. Question. There's our big voice guy. What is the ceiling for Minnesota United in 2021? We saw we came into the season thinking that with all the uh, all the additions that they were going to have to this roster, everything that we knew was going to come in, we thought that this is definitely going to be a title contender. This team, because they were 18 minutes away from getting to the MLS Cup final last year, that they'd come in and just continue that form and look as good as they did at the end of last season and just ride that throughout this entire season and be a title contender. Well, it's not gone that way at all this season. They had the rough start. They bounced back pretty magnificently, but then you've had these past two games that haven't looked good at all. What is the ceiling for this club? The the last couple of matches concern me more than the 0-4 start. Yeah, when they when they started zero and four, I you just said okay, there's just something's not clicking. They're going to get it together, and, and they did, and they did, and they went seven without a loss. So so the, those first four really were not a problem, other than the fact there was about you know nine, ten, eleven points there that they <laughs> could really have used right now. Right. So so the last two has been much more concerning. Uh, coming off a year where they went to the Western Conference final. The, what's their ceiling? If if the offensive pieces ever start clicking, their ceiling is still where it was to start the year. It's that they could go deep into the playoffs 
and and make a run back to the Western Conference Final. But right now you have to look at it and say, but the way things have gone so far, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Now, yeah. that can change. And I feel like this is a squad where if they go out and, and maybe it's against Seattle, maybe it's not, and they're going to score three, four, five goals, and everybody's going to feel good. And all of a sudden, you know how it is. They yeah. get their confidence up, and all of a sudden, they can, nobody can touch them. Because the talent is there on paper. Absolutely. This is still a team that's good enough to challenge for the MLS Cup and to get mm-hmm. back to the Western Conference Final. This team is better than the team that did it last year. So the ceiling is limitless if they figure things out soon. I think this is still a playoff team. Um, I hope that they don't have to battle and scrap and, and, and get help to find their way into the playoffs. That would be very disappointing. Uh, I would hope that this is a team that uh, can still figure it out. But right now, I'm like everybody else. I'm scratching my head. Is this a team that's going to not qualify for the playoffs? Or is this a team that's going to figure it out and have a strong finish and maybe even still battle for a home field playoff game? Yeah. Uh, to me, it's it's a mystery. I don't know which way this team is going. Because on paper, Jonathan, this is still a really good squad. Yeah, I'm with you there. On paper, if you're looking, if you're just playing the paper game, this this team is one of the best teams in the league, and it's it should be up roster. there. Yep, it should be up there to challenge for for the title. But with how things have played out this season, as you mentioned, these last two games are more are far more concerning to me than those first four games. If these last two games continue to play out, and this Sunday is a really big test, not only because it's the best team in the league coming in, but you can't follow up. These last, those last two games with another stinker. You just can't. And I know coming in against Seattle is going to be a really tough one to try and turn this around, but you have to. You have to find a way to do that. If these last two games, the form that they had in these last two, two games continues any longer, I think you have to start worrying how far can they actually go. And I right. don't want to say that because I like this team. I want this team to succeed because it's fun to see them get to – to places where they were last year. It's, it's, it's great to see them continue to build on the su- success they've had over the last three seasons. And yeah, it's, it's a real mystery to me as to where, where this team can go. If they can get it turned around, like you said, real quick here, then yeah, they can get back to that, those preseason expectations. But if it continues much longer, if what we've seen over the last two games continues much longer, there's a real worry. I think about going very far in the playoffs. I still think this team's going to make the playoffs. The rest of the Western Conference is a little hit or miss. I don't think LA Galaxy are as good as I like to believe they are sometimes, and many people mm-hmm. like to believe they are. Their schedule and how they play against actually good teams is really concerning. So that'll continue to shake out throughout the rest of the season. And then you look at the rest of the Western Conference, there's not a whole lot to shake at, but Minnesota's struggling against the Western Conference. So it's really hard to tell where they can go. Yeah. So. Yeah, on paper, it's, it's, it's an MLS title team. Right now, on form, they're not. Yeah, it's it's a head scratcher. And you know what? We're going to find out, you know, probably yet this month whether or not this team can can shake it up. There, there's no reason for this group not to score goals. Um, it just we we've been making excuses. You know, the the, yeah. la, the last one against Colorado was well, you know, no Metanair. He's yeah. a, and he is a big part of our offense. But mm-hmm. in in today's MLS. With all the tournaments, all the international play where players are gone, you have to be able to survive missing a piece or two. Colorado did it just fine. They were missing three big players, 
yeah. and, or two big players, and they survived just fine. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't even have Jack Price on the field, and they survived just fine. Yeah. And they they got a two 0 win against what many thought was a really good Minnesota team. So, yep. well, they, they've got to turn it around yeah. before it turns into a habit, you know, and before yep. things just get rolling downhill too too steadily. So, and I think they will. There's just too much talent for them to continue to uh, to drop matches like the one they did against Colorado. Absolutely. So next up, doesn't get any easier. Seattle Sounders coming to town. <laughs> The Seattle Sounders that have only set a record, an MLS record, thanks to their 2-0 win. Uh, or Yeah, I think it was 2-0 win against Houston the other night. Uh, they've set a, now an MLS record for longest unbeaten run in league history to start a season. They are 8 wins, 0 losses, 5 draws in the season. First place in the West, first place in the league. Only undefeated team in the league. Yeah, previously against Minnesota, it was a 4-0 win for Seattle at Seattle mm-hmm. to open up the season. They will not have either of the Roldans. Nico Ladero is still out. No Stefan Fry. So they're dealing with injury issues, but like it. they're handling it just fine. Continuing yep. to go undefeated. Continuing to be just one of the best teams in the league. So it doesn't get any yeah. easier for Minnesota. They're, they're one of those franchises that they go into every year confident that they can make it to the MLS Cup. Mm-hmm. And and that kind of confidence goes a long ways. Yeah. It starts with you know the veteran players, the young players, the coaching staff, the training staff. Everybody, they're just we're going to be good. And it's hard to beat that. And I think I don't think the Western Conference is as strong as it has been in some years. And so they've said, hey, you know what? Let's just take this thing. Let's just take over and and mm-hmm. go. So they're going to lose at some point. It's inevitable. Um, I think it'll happen, you know, during this, this stretch when they're missing some of their key pieces, but we'll, uh, we'll get to that and uh, write that down. So, Oh, there's a tease. Yeah. Radio professional here with the teases. Uh, yeah, (laughs) you can hear that game. 1 PM kickoff, 1230 PM pre-match myself, Cal Williams, Dan Terrar, score North on AM 1500, score North mobile app and live.scorenorth.com this Sunday. Can't wait to have you guys join us for that one. Dan, let's take a quick look across the league. Now, as we have reached that point of the show, uh, actually we'll stay at home here first. Patrick Wea, the young uh, homegrown forward from Minnesota is in Spain now to train with La Liga club, Real Betis for two weeks. Good move for him. I mean, he's going to train over there, train with some, some top class professionals as, I mean, he already was here, but it's a really good move. They they're a ta- they're a club known for developing young talent in La Liga. So it's probably, I mean, he's got talent. We saw it in the couple minutes that he played for Minnesota this season. But that last name probably goes always in European football. But it's a good move. It's a good move to show that he is he is a really good talent, and that's good for Minnesota because it shows that this club does develop can develop talent. Anything you can do to keep him growing and learning and progressing his skills. You know, we've seen such such a little glimpse of him um, that we don't really know. We just mm-hmm. know that the potential is there. And man, I hope someday he's a regular fixture for this for this club before mm-hmm. he gets too good and he's gone. So yeah, um, it'd be nice to have his services for a for a couple of years. But it, cause it seems like he's on a path to end up. Uh, bigger and better things ahead of him than the MLS. So hopefully we get a, we get a little uh, benefit from that beforehand. 
Absolutely. Uh, sticking with the club, it was announced today, actually. CEO Chris Wright and the club announced he'll be stepping down at the end of the year. The club said they'll announce his successor uh, within the next month or so. We've we've worked with Chris Wright for a couple years now. Good guy. We'll be sad to see him go. Um, but he's done some really good things with this club in the four years that he's been with the club. I got to I got to know Chris Wright a little bit when he was with the Timberwolves. And then, of course, obviously... Uh, uh, working the last four years for me with, with the loons. And I think he was a brilliant hire, uh, by this club, a guy who's from England, loves the game of soccer. And, uh, I think he, one of his quotes today was he felt like this was uh, going home when he, when he got hired by MNUFC to, to help, you know, bring this team. Uh, I think his, his role was huge was bringing this team into the, uh, the sports media circle of Minnesota. Um, not so much, you know, the world stage, the the American stage, the MLS. That's their responsibility. I think Chris's job was to to make uh, the uh, the loons a fixture and a uh, piece of the Minnesota sports landscape. And I think he did a, an amazing job, and he will be missed. And whoever they replace him with for next season will have some uh, big shoes to fill. So uh, I have a, a, all the respect in the world for Chris, and uh, it'll be sad to see him move on. But he'll go on to something great, I'm sure. Absolutely. Uh, moving on to the rest of the league, and while this one will step outside of MLS, U.S. men's national team last night get a decent 1-0 win over Haiti in the opening game of this year's Gold Cup for each of those sides. Uh, of note, Gianluca Buzio got his first cap for the national team. He looked pretty good. I mean, it helps that he was playing at his home stadium in Sporting Kansas or in Kansas City, so he looked good. Shaq Moore out on the right side for the U.S. looked or impressed last night. Despite mm-hmm. the win, personally, I would like to see more from this squad. I know it's the B slash C squad, um, but there was still a lot left there for the taking. The Gold Cup has never been an easy competition for any side, but mm-hmm. if you're the U.S. and well, I know you're one of the better teams in CONCACAF, you probably should be winning a little bit more than 1-0 against the Haiti side that had a bunch of players missing and have had a bunch of turmoil around their camp and around their country over the last week or so. But you know, isn't that the way uh, international soccer goes? Yeah, if absolutely. a team, if a team like Haiti says, "Hey, you know what? We're going to play defense. We're not going to get blown out of here. We're going to try and keep it close, and maybe we can, you know, get a big win." Sometimes a one-nil victory is all you can get out of it, and and you know, it's very unpredictable. Just like the the Colorado match, where you know, on paper we were looking at it, going, "Oh, this is going to be a high-scoring match," you know. You're going to need three goals to win. Well, it turns out we did need three goals to win. We just didn't get them. So it's very unpredictable. And on the international stage, you just don't know, especially when you get to some of the, you know, two and three players uh, that are playing and you just don't know. And so, you know, Haiti, Haiti did probably what they wanted to do and they kept it close. Absolutely. Uh, Mexico get a draw against Trinidad and Tobago, a, team, a game that they probably should have won. That, probably... I think that would be a bigger disappointment for them. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Considering they're bringing basically their A squad, um, mm-hmm. obviously they had the scary injury earlier in the match. So, um, but yeah, I would think they would want more than just a draw against Trinidad Tobago. Uh, going back to MLS now, from rumors online, it sounds like Canadian teams will be able to return home very soon, aka this weekend, maybe if things are ironed out within the next twenty-four to thirty-six hours. It sounds like there will be announcements coming that that the three Canadian teams will be able to play home games 
in Canada starting this weekend. Good for them. I can't imagine what it's been like for them. I just, I, I've never, rough. none of us have been in a scenario like that. And um, I think that uh, they will be thrilled to get back home. Everybody, but maybe Toronto. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be rough. For the, I mean, they got, they got off to a good start under, under interim management. They get a three, two win at new yeah. England. One of the best teams if not yeah, the best we'll, team in the East, but we'll talk yeah. about that and write this down too. Oh, there's a tease. <laughs> well, that's about it for our look across the league. So why don't we get to it? Why don't we get to this week's bloody mess that is right that down. down. All right, let's bring it in here, Dan. I wrote it down. Write this down if you haven't listened before is our weekly segment where we make three soccer related predictions, at least one Minnesota United related prediction. We'll keep track of correct predictions. Throughout the year, we'll call those correct predictions goals. Most goals at the end of the year wins the golden boot. So we'll start because there was so much that came off the board this week, Dan. We'll start Mm -hmm. with the things that came off the board that were correct. Okay, let's do that. Which is just two from me. Okay. I said a couple weeks ago, Argentina will win Copa America. And thankfully, they did. Lionel Messi finally gets that one off his back. He was outstanding in the tournament, named player of the tournament. He just dominated the tournament, dominated the game. It was an outstanding night wow. for Argentina and Lionel Messi. And then I so, also said, "What?" Don't tell Cal, but I mean, England was never had a shot. I don't know how they even got it to shoot wow. shots. You know, we we haven't even gotten to the Euros yet. But wow! All right, we'll get we'll get to that in a second. Actually, right now the winner. I said the winner of the Belgium slash Italy match will win the Euros. I was correct. Italy did end up winning. Uh, yesterday on penalties, heartbreaking loss for England. They get the second minute goal by Luke Shaw, the, aka the left, the best left back in the world. No bias there for Manchester United fan here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get on to everything that went wrong this last week for the accountability session. All right. Wow, that's a lot of red. <laughs> wow. I'll take this down so we can see everything. Let's just skip that. Yeah. Let's uh, just move on. So Holy since we started God. with me getting two things right, I'll, I'll go to the three things that I got wrong, a.k.a. all of my predictions from last week I got wrong. I said Minnesota will beat Colorado. That didn't happen. I said England will beat Denmark in regulation. That didn't happen. England did beat Denmark, but it had to go to mm-hmm. extra time. And then I said Italy will beat England with a clean sheet in regulation. That went out the window in the second minute. So I got three more <laughs> wrong. Dan. Yeah, One of these mess. was left over from last week because I forgot to do the math on it. Okay. You said two weeks ago, Dallas, Vancouver, Colorado, Seattle, and LA Galaxy, Sporting Kansas City, those three matches will have 12 goals or more yeah, scored no, in those games. Quite there was eight goals scored. You know, it was actually eight was a pretty good run at it. So That was, oh well. it was pretty close. And then I went with my gut feeling, so... Then all three of yours from last week were wrong as well. You said Minnesota, or Minnesota will score three more more goals. There will be three or more yellow cards. I think that was right on. And then you said Tyler Miller will have three or more saves. I didn't look at his save total, but no. obviously Minnesota didn't score any, so that no, one was No, that was board. terrible. They you were terrible. Asa- that was a terrible pick. You said Asani Dotson will have a goal or an assist against Colorado. Well, they didn't score, so. Nope. Um, and then you said there will be four clean sheets and at least one five-goal performance by one of the teams in the MASL on Thursday. There was the five-goal performance. I, I think saw it was that. Pirates FC yes. over at Eden Prairie High School. They got a five-goal performance in a yep. win, but there was only two clean sheets on the weekend. Uh, I was so Thursday. close on that one. And I then, put so much work into that one and so much thought. It's disappointing, it, but you know what? That's the way you play the game, and I'll have to move on. Do you have any more MASL picks coming up this week? I don't this week, no. Oh, okay. 
I felt a little I felt a little beat up from last week's disappointment, <laughs> so I decided just to lay off for a week. Fair enough. And then, to, only to make Cal's week worse, uh, we will include an incorrect prediction from him. He said Minnesota will be in the top six in the West after the Euros. Well, the Euros have ended, and because they couldn't even get a point on Wednesday night, Minnesota yeah. dropped down to seventh place. So just one short of where he said they mm. would be. So... Our records. I'm now up to six goals. You're still on nine goals, and now the guests are stuck on two goals still. Still no goals for the listeners. Um, Dan, I'm catching up to you here, and I still got a bunch that are just sitting out there ready to go. Yeah. I'm not playing this game. I'm playing chess. You're playing checkers. Not worried. Not worried? You sure? I'm not worried. All right. Shall we get to our predictions this week? Yep. You go first this week. You want me to go first? All right. You go first. Minnesota United playing Seattle this weekend. Seattle mm-hmm. undefeated. Minnesota, well, coming off the back of two disappointing performances. I think that changes this weekend. Minnesota get a huge performance. What? They get a two-goal or more win with a clean sheet. What? They will What's score two your... more goals What's and have a clean sheet against milk? Seattle. What is in that chocolate milk jug you're drinking? Go big or go home, son. Oh, my God. Go big or go home. All right. I'm writing that down. Okay, so I went with uh, a uh, Minnesota versus Seattle theme as well. Okay. Um, As you mentioned, Seattle's undefeated. Uh, So Minnesota hosts Seattle Sunday. Uh, Thursday, Seattle takes on Austin. And then next Sunday, they take on Sporting KC. That's Seattle's next three. So here's what I'm doing. I'm stretching this out. Out of those three, Seattle will get one or less wins. Okay, so, so they what have I'm saying one or less is, wins in their next three. Right, they'll get one win or less than one win in their next three. So I'm not saying Minnesota's going to beat them. I think they might. What I'm saying is, so this way I'm still alive. If Minnesota loses to Seattle, I can still get this one right if they lose or draw to Austin and, and Sporting Kansas City. So okay. uh, that's that's my prediction. Write that down. Write that down. That means in the next three, they will definitely have their first loss. Okay. And I hope it's Sunday. That would be nice. That would be yep. definite uh, uptick from the last two games. Um, this one is outside of Minnesota United and MLS. I might come back to MLS here for the third one. Um, Manchester United, my one of my favorite clubs. Talk about it often. Uh, they are in the market for a center back, and they are in the market for a new midfielder. And rumors are that Rafael Varane of Real Madrid and Eduardo Camavinga of Rennes in France are two of their targets. Write this down. By the time the transfer window closes this summer, Manchester United will have signed both of them, which would both be big money moves. For the club, it would be a huge summer for Manchester United, considering they've already locked up Jaden Sancho. I think Manchester United will lock up. Write this down: Manchester United will lock up Rafael Varane and Eduardo Camavinga by the time the transfer window closes this summer. Sounds like you have some inside information. I don't know. I am hoping, as a fan, that they right. come to Manchester United. It would be nice. Why don't you ever wear your Man U jersey? They fit really tight because Adidas likes to make their jerseys really oh, tight, shrunk, and I'm a big kid. Shrunk so. up in the wash, huh? Hate when that happens. That's that's the excuse. Yep. I hate that. All right, my number two, MLS. Toronto got that 3-2 win over New England, right? Mm-hmm. Surprised everybody. It means they've turned it around, and they're going to be good. Now. Nah, never mind. <laughs> Toronto 
will lose their next three. They play Orlando, the Red Bulls, and Chicago. So that's my prediction. Toronto, after that 3-2 win, that was just a fluke. Because actually, didn't they have a big lead in it? Were they up 3-0? Yeah, they were up three 0 and then sure. almost they were up yeah, three 0 and then almost peed down their leg. Away. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> they're going to get back to their old ways. They'll lose their next three. Write that down. Okay, coming back to Minnesota United for this one, and just put more chocolate milk in me, some spiked chocolate milk. Oh no, Minnesota. Here we go. The next three, as we already know, Seattle's coming to town. Yep. Following that, it's a week, basically a week off. Then Portland comes to town, okay. and then you head out on Wednesday to LAFC. Those are three really good teams. Mm-hmm. Minnesota United will win at least two of them. Okay, and I've already right. said they're going to beat Seattle, so it's going to be Seattle. It's going to be okay. Seattle, and then one of the other two teams. So Minnesota okay. so will win at least two of the next three, if not. So all you three. think you think you, and by the way, write that down. Write that down. Uh, you think that they're going to turn this thing around? That the Colorado was kind of a uh, little blip on the radar, and that's going to be gone. And Colorado was the wake up call. Okay, Colorado I, I, was the wake up call. They felt. They saw that and they realized, oh crap, this thing could get out of control real quickly. Yeah. They're going to turn around this last week and a half. Okay, all right. I and hope you're turn right. Turn around in a really big way. I hope Write you're that right. Write that down. So. All right, uh, Gold Cup. Gold Cup. USA versus Martinique. Okay. Thursday at Children's Mercy Park. USA will again, after a 1-0 win against Haiti, mm-hmm. will again get a clean sheet against Martinique. Okay. So back-to-back clean sheets for I like it. Team USA. Write that down. Write that down. That has been write that down this week. Hopefully it goes a little bit, goes much better than this week did for us. So we'll see. I mean, probably my <laughs> picks will probably get blown out of the window because I like to swing big and it never works out. So whatever. But that was write that down this week. That was Loon Talk this week. Uh, be sure to listen to the radio broadcast coming up Sunday, 1 p.m. kickoff, 12.30 p.m. pre-match over on Score North, Score North on AM 1500, the Score North mobile app, and live.scorenorth.com if you want to listen on your computer. Those are the three ways you can listen into the radio broadcast every week. I am Jonathan Harrison. That has been Dan Terrar. Dan, we will talk to you on Sunday. Have a good week, Jonathan. See you, you everybody. Too as well. Have a good week, listeners. Thank you for listening. Remember to give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. It really does help us get found. You can also watch us, if you want to, over on Score North's YouTube channel. Every week, we will post the videos of this. And there's your dog, Dan. Must right. be an intruder. Must be an I intruder. I better go. I'll let you go and get that intruder. Have a good one, Dan. Have a good one, yeah. listeners. Bye. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.